Kia ora, I'm Alex Ashton and this is The Detail. Today, is Auckland ever getting light rail? It is losing its potential reputation to be a world-class city if we do not have decent public transport infrastructure. We've got a tram here that's a slow-moving economic train wreck for New Zealanders. The chair of the Transport Agency has admitted it let down Cabinet and dropped the ball in its early handling of Auckland's light rail project. If it ends up happening, the light rail network is likely to be one of the country's biggest infrastructure builds. In theory, it will help transport the masses into growing parts of Auckland, which are only served by buses. Mangere, out by the airport, and later on, northwest towards Kumie. But the project's been hampered by delays and murmurs of a bungled bid process. Will construction of light rail down Dominion Road be completed by 2021, as she has previously said? Uh, Mr Speaker, one thing I can tell you will be a lot faster than under that last government who didn't believe in uh, expediting light rail to the airport. Mr Speaker, in 2017 we had one proposal, now we have two. One from the embattled transport agency and the other a surprise bid from our collective retirement fund. The idea of light rail or mass rapid transit, which sort of is a broad catch-all category that includes light rail, goes back for, for decades. Thomas Coughlin is a political reporter for Stuff. I mean, people have been talking about, um, about some form of, of rapid transit since tram lines were ripped up. The idea of light rail in the sense that we're now talking about it goes back to sort of um, 2014 when the ATAP agreement was being drawn up and, and litigated politically. Um, that was an agreement between the government, uh, which was then the national government with Simon Bridges uh, as transport minister, and the, the Auckland Council. Uh, and that was essentially to put politics to one side and draw up a list of projects that Aucklanders and government wanted and could agree on. So those projects were a mixture of roads, which the government was quite keen on, and um, public transport, which the council was quite keen on. The joint report, known as ATAP, aims to get traffic flowing on the country's most gridlocked streets. It calls for new congestion charges in the next 10 years. Drivers would pay to travel some roads and pay more at the busiest times of day. Now, what that government agreed to uh, was essentially to put some form of mass rapid transit, which was not necessarily light rail, on the current light rail route up Dominion Road and to the airport in the second decade of the ATAP agreement. So that was roughly the end of the 2020s into the 2030s. New busways, new roads and more electric trains are all part of a $24 billion plan to invest in infrastructure in the next 10 years. When the election was held in 2017... Big promises are being made to fix Auckland's transport woes as National and Labour try to woo voters. The then Labour opposition promised to put light rail at the front of that agreement, so in the first decade. Um, They actually promised to get it done, um, the first part done, from uh, Britain Mart to Mount Roskill. They promised to get that done within four years, so that's sort of 2021. In total, our package is about $15 That package includes 12 new projects over 20 years. It will see three new light rail lines constructed, the first from the central city to the airport, the second from the central city to Westgate. Both of those will be finished within 10 years. A third line across the harbour to the North Shore will be built the following decade and is also the promise of a new busway from the airport to Howick in the east by 2027. We will need additional revenue to bring in a package as significant as this. That revenue will come from a new tax at every Auckland petrol pump, not that Ardern likes to call it a tax. And that's where the current light rail programme sort of begins from. 
And initially it was ATAP, which meant that Auckland Transport would build it. Then when, when Labour won, uh, they gave the programme to NZTA, the New Zealand Transport Agency, which is the government's big um, road builder and safety regulator. And now it looks like light rail could be taken from NZTA and actually given to someone else, which is uh, the New Zealand Superfund. The New Zealand Superfund, basically a big pot of money we all own, which invests in projects it sees as money makers and uses the profit to pay our pensions. The Superfund wants to put money into light rail with the help of a Canadian investment company. Together, they're bidding as NZ Infra. More on their offer soon. National and Labour both agree we need something to get people to and from the area of the airport. But what were some of the circumstances behind them pitching this idea? Well, there are sort of two things, right? So the first thing begins a long, long time ago, which is the the great financial crisis. Uh, What the government did was to balance its books by borrowing less and investing less. So we have uh, New Zealand and Auckland in particular has far worse infrastructure than a wealthy country and a wealthy city like Auckland should have. Um, The government really did two things wrong. Um, It saved on that infrastructure when it should have been investing in infrastructure. And also, to get the economy running, um, it encouraged a lot of migration to Auckland, which was great. It made Auckland a fantastic and exciting city. But the unfortunate thing is that when those people arrived in Auckland, all of a sudden they were living in a city um, with a massive population and infrastructure that was only suitable for a city of half of Auckland's size. So you've got these two things coming together in light rail, which is that a city that is crying out for better infrastructure, Auckland's infrastructure is 20 years behind what it should be, and a super fund which is really, really hungry to build something that's expensive, that is so expensive that the government has to hand over you know, hundreds of millions of dollars every year to run it. Why did light rail become the the idea that people went with over other... You say, because they were looking at mass rapid transport, that could have been a number of things. Why did light rail become the one that they focused on? Well, that sort of goes back to the, these debates that have been kicking around around Auckland Transport for, for years. Light rail has always been popular with people at uh, Greater Auckland, formerly Transport Blog, which is quite influential um, in the green side of things. Now, light rail has an incredible ability to take enormous numbers of people out of cars and into the city. So you're reducing congestion and allowing people to travel um, more easily and cheaply. Uh, the other great thing that light rail does, um, that people like it for, is that it enables densification, which is where I think Phil Twyford was quite excited um, by this when he was housing minister, the chief housing minister, before he got reshuffled out of that portfolio. The initial light rail plan was to have double the number of stations um, as we think are currently proposed, down Dominion Road. Now, what that would mean is that Dominion Road could profoundly densify. Uh, You could develop a lot of the land around Dominion Road to allow loads more people to live there. Now, a lot of that land is owned by the government, and the government is redeveloping it to make it more dense. So more more dense state housing, Kiwi-built homes are going to be there, and then some some private homes as well. It solves two things. On the green side of things, it's public transport, it's climate change, and on the labour side of things, it's it's housing. So... It's better than heavy rail or standard rail because it can stop and pick more people up along the way. Is that the main benefit? Yeah, pr- precisely. And, and there is there is a heavy rail option. So if you if you wanted to get to the airport quickest, perhaps the best thing to do would just be to extend the heavy rail line, which ends at Puanui, to the airport. Um, mm. That's a very quick way of getting lots of people to and from the airport. Um, but what that would mean is that you wouldn't be able to intensify housing along Dominion Road. 
you would not be able to get lots of people commuting uh, via light rail into the city rather than commuting via car into the city. So it becomes just about speed and not about density and intensification in public transport usage. That's why light rail was always preferred over heavy rail. The Transport Minister is defending delays to the project, which would eventually see light rail to the airport, saying a second bid from the superannuation fund and its Canadian partner is worth examining thoroughly. We never got to the end of the the first NZTA proposal. So NZTA was working on a scheme uh, that was to build light rail with lots of stations up Queen Street, up Dominion Road um, and to the airport. Now, when the Superfund pitched in, um, this kept on going for a little while. Um, we didn't get you know, any sort of final... These things change all the time, by the way. Uh, you, you look to something like the Waterview Tunnel, which changed multiple times right up to the point where it was built. Now, this project is far more complex than the Waterview Tunnel. So NZTA's plan was you know, in, a, in a decent state of completion, I suppose you'd say, but it wasn't signed off and good to go. Uh, although NZTA maintained that it actually was uh, in some stage of, of completion, a, a stage of completion enough to actually go out and ask people whether or not they could engineer it, whether or not they could start building it. So that was going on on the NZTA side of things. Uh, on the other side of things, you have the Superfund coming in and pitching an entirely different plan, which threw the, the cat amongst the pigeons. Well, that's what's called an unsolicited offer. Um, the Superfund have clearly seen this government's desire to make rapid progress when it comes to a more sustainable transport network in Auckland. Um, what they put together is, a, is an offer, and I think you've seen a media release that they put out about the, the nature of that. Did that bid just come out of nowhere? Were they asking yes. for bids, or...? Well, this is, this, is, this is what smells about this whole thing, is that they, they weren't really asking for bids. Um, we know that in January of 2018, months after the coalition was formed, um, the Superfund met with uh, Grant Robertson and discussed infrastructure projects, one of which was light rail. Those meetings continued to the point where the Superfund made a pitch to build this light rail. And this pitch was secret until a letter was, was leaked to us from the former chair, interim chair of NZTA. Uh, that former interim chair uh, described that initial bid that arrived in April 2018 as little more than six PowerPoint slides on which a, a vague idea for what the Superfund would like to build was, was sketched out. Now, those six PowerPoint slides completely changed what the government wanted from light rail, and it essentially took them, it took them a few months to reach this point. But by February of 2019, after more discussions with the Superfund, they decided to push pause on NZTA's operations, and NZTA at this point had been going out and talking to people about building light rail. They pushed pause on the whole project and asked NZTA and NZ Infra to develop bids to compete against each other uh, and eventually decide who would be allowed to build this light rail. We welcome the interest, but it will be considered alongside any other offers as part of this process. Right, so the government asked the transport agency to come up with something, so they started doing that. Then the Superfund and this Canadian crew put together a completely different idea, so then the government said, actually, NZTA, rethink your idea to something that can compete with what the Canadian lot and the Superfund are doing. Is that right? Yes, that is exactly right. The Ministry of Transport is requesting information from both ourselves and uh, New Zealand Superfund. We are actively engaged in providing that information. The Ministry will then present it to Ministers in uh, early next calendar year. Why this smells a little bit is, one, um, we don't know what 
the government wants from this anymore because it has a requirements document which sets out what they want, but they're not giving that to anyone. Why? Because uh, I believe it's commercially sensitive, they say, but I think the public has some right to know what the government wants from the biggest transport project in New Zealand history, potentially. The other issue is that if um, the Superfund has been talking to the government for months now about what it wants to build, if the Superfund was allowed to bid to build this thing, uh, it makes sense that other firms should have been allowed to bid as well. There's no explanation why it was just the Superfund that was allowed to bid for this. Were others not allowed or did they just not try? Well, I suppose you could say that they didn't try, but these bids cost a lot of money to put together. You can't just sort of, well, apparently the Superfund did, but you, you can't just put together a few sort of slides and ask to build something. You know, it, it costs millions of dollars to put together a bid. So generally, if um, these things aren't put out to public tender, you don't bother. Uh, what, what the done thing to do is that if you want someone who's not the government to build something, you publicly go out and say, well, look, you know, the government wants someone to build it. We don't want the government to build it. So if you have a plan for building it, we'd like to see it. Uh, and the government never did that. The government maintained that NZTA was building it. And then the Superfund said, well, we'd like to have a go. And so the government opened it up. No one else ever got a chance. What did the actual proposal look like from the Superfund when it landed on Twyford's desk? Because you're talking about the NZTA initially, you know, light rail running up and down along Queen mm. Street, lots of stops up Dominion Road. But... Am I right in thinking the Superfund was proposing something quite different? Yeah, and so here's, here's where you come back to that point around interest rates. And the Superfund has an incentive to charge the government the absolute most money that the government is willing to pay for this thing. So the Superfund wants to build something that is flashy, that is expensive, right up to the point where it becomes so expensive that the government can't afford to pay for it anymore. So the Superfund uh, bid, which, the one that we have is from December 2018. Now, um, the one that the government is currently looking at is different to that. They've changed it again, and that hasn't been released. But the bid from 2018 shows Queen Street essentially dug up. There are two stations underneath Queen Street, so it's a subway, essentially. And then the train pops above ground and goes onto these raised platforms above ground. Now, the train is completely automated. So it's run by, uh, by AI and um, associated humans as well. But it's completely automated, no drivers. Now that means that it won't share a road with people because that would be um, more or less illegal to have a robot sharing the road with cars. So um, that means we believe it goes on these raised platforms, which we've, we've seen pictures of, for the Dominion Road section. So this, this is probably six metres high, 12 metres wide, so you've got two trains can pass um, each other. So all of a sudden you've gone from digging up the street and putting tracks down it, which is quite expensive, to actually building a f sort of flying platform all the way down Dominion Road and then digging up the most expensive real estate in the country. The Deputy Prime Minister and New Zealand First Leader Winston Peters says he's been warned about possible budget blowouts, not from ministerial colleagues, but a credible industry source. Well, I'll be honest with you and say, if I had cause to say, prick up your ears and try and listen and find out, yes, I have been told. Do we have any idea how much the proposals, as they stand, what we know of them, how much they would cost? 
No. So the NZTA scheme was sort of four, six billion dollars we talked about. I mean, these things are impossible to predict. Like the CRL doubled uh, its 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 budget. There was a Treasury briefing which warned that the Edinburgh light rail, which I've seen, and that's sort of a very standard light rail, like the NZTA light rail. It's just sort of tracks down a street. That thing doubled in cost. The infra proposal. You know, goodness only knows how much that will cost. But I talked to Matt Lowry of Greater Auckland, uh, who blogs about these things, and he was sort of kicking around a number of $10 billion, but it's it's so impossible to know. But it, you look at what they're proposing to build, digging up Queen Street, enormous raised tracks above Dominion Road, and you can't see it coming in under $10 billion, mm. which is enormous. It's half the health budget. Who is right about the cost projections for light rail? He, who said yesterday to News Hub, there is no cost blowout or Winston Peters, who said that the costings seem to have changed in a way that is demanding serious investigations as to whether those forward projections are factual or not. Uh, I repeat what I said yesterday. There is no cost blowout because the twin-track procurement process includes fundamental design and engineering uh, decisions. Uh, So a final cost has not been settled on for either option yet. 2021 is right around the corner and it's... The first stage is clearly not going to be completed by then. Where are things now? Where are we? Well, well in, in August of 2019, um, the government announced that the Superfund and NZTA were going to bid against each other for the right to build this thing. When they announced that, they said that light rail would not start construction until 2020. So nothing will be built before 2021. The most interesting side of this now is the political side, not the engineering side because we've got APEC in 2021. We've got the convention centre which needs to be rebuilt. New Zealand First, uh, it's believed, doesn't want light rail to start before APEC because um, APEC will be disruptive enough on its own and uh, we don't need to make it more disruptive by starting the biggest transport project in the country's history at the same time. So it's unlikely that if the current coalition gets re-elected in any similar form, Uh, In 2020, it's unlikely that anything will start before APEC. New Zealand First uh, is pretty lukewarm on the idea. So there's the potential for New Zealand First to do a New Zealand First and kill the whole project completely. Uh, And Simon Bridges uh, of the National Party has said that if the contract between New Zealand Superfund or New Zealand Infra is not signed at the point at which he wins the 2020 election, if he wins, he will pull New Zealand out of the deal if it is not signed. So really this whole thing is still up in the air as to whether there's going to be light rail at all. Yeah. My view is that Aucklanders support a rail to the airport option and it's our job to get on with developing it. Is this whole project now looking like it's about getting people to and from the airport or is it about workers, people living, just part of a greater transport system? Well, that is one of the the key things that we need to find out now. Um, Initially, obviously, the NZTA plan was about getting commuters, ordinary people, getting them from their homes to work. The infra bid has come in, uh, and it looks like it's about getting people to and from the airport quickly, half an hour, fewer stops. The other thing about the infra bid is that as a public-private partnership, it wants to make as much money from the project as possible. Now, airport passengers are lucrative because, as you know, when you arrive in a foreign city... Um, the train from the airport to town is very expensive and tourists just pay it. So you look at the infra bid that we know of at the moment, the the December bid, has the train being operational for 19 hours of the day? 
Now, which 19 hours it operates will depend on, on what the government or the super fund wants from the project. If those 19 hours end at the time that the last aeroplane arrives at Auckland Airport, that will mean that the train probably won't be operating when shift workers, late night shift workers, want to get home from work at 4 or 5 in the morning. So at a certain point, you've got to make a choice about whether or not this is about people who are working at all hours of the night, who are low income, uh, who need to get to and from their, their jobs, or about rich foreign tourists. What about buses? Would they be an option instead of all of this? Yeah, well, that was one option that, that National did discuss. Um, so that was uh, something like the, the Northern Busway or Mass Rapid Transit, so some kind of prote- protected busway to the airport has also been discussed as something that they would do in the 2030s. Now, buses, if you have something like the busway, are quite efficient, but they're not great at getting the vast numbers of people that can sit on a light rail carriage. Um, you know, light rail is very good at transporting enormous numbers of people. And, you know, let's face it, like, enormous numbers of people live in Auckland and more and more people are moving to Auckland every day, and that's a good thing. Like, that's good for the country and it's good for Auckland. But it's a bad thing if we don't build the infrastructure they need to survive. So what are we waiting for now? What's going to be the next announcement? So it goes back to that August thing. So um, the... Superfund and NZTA are developing their proposals. Mm-hmm. They are with the Ministry of Transport, which sits above NZTA. So the Ministry of Transport will then decide whether or not the Superfund or the NZTA's plan is better, and it will then recommend one of those plans to Cabinet, which has the final say on whether or not it will be built. And that will happen early next year, within months of the election. That's The Detail for today. I'm Alex Ashton. The Detail is brought to you by newsroom.co.nz, made possible by the RNZ NZ On Air Innovation Fund. Hit the subscribe button to stay across The Detail every day. And if you're on Apple, please leave a rating as it helps other listeners find us. This episode was engineered by Jeremy Ansell and produced by Alexia Russell. Ka kite anō.